All right, here it is, podcast, December 27th, 2021. Coming up on the end of uh, end of the old year. Just a few short days left here in 2021. Hope it treated you all right. It's been a crazy year. The last two years have been pretty crazy, I guess. Yeah, last two years have been so. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been very joyous, that's for sure. A little ELO playing in the background there for you. Me and Jason talking about ELO just a minute ago. Thought we'd play you a little. Turn to stone. Jeff Lemon and the boys. Yeah, yeah you were saying that uh, a more modernized version of the. Uh, yeah, Beatles. their arrangements were very much, you know, Beatlesque, esque. Mm-hmm. And then the, and their style too, you know, just. Yeah, something like the, the lyrics. You're not going to lie, you know, and Jeff Lynn will tell you that he was a huge Beatles fan. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, then he went, you know, Jeff Lynn went and did um, Traveling Wilburys with Tom Petty, oh, okay. Roy Orbison, and George Harrison. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Though. So, yeah. Which that was a, <laughs> that, that first album. Great. Hey, we like your music. Hey, it's really great, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peace, love, and all that stuff. But no, it's uh, I think it was I think it was right. on Rogan when he was talking to Brian Redband. They were talking about kind of how music is, you know, the lyrics are different now. The lyrics aren't as much in the forefront as it was, you know, back then. They couldn't figure out whether it's just they just sound like like their parents, like oh that's not music, you know, like this is right, or if it's actually that you know lyrical importance. Yeah, kind of I I believe it's very important in in music. Um, I mean, you have some great songwriters. I've heard, you know, there's there's songs that, you know, can just break you down inside. And there's songs that just make you want to go drive real fast. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a little of both. I think that, you know, the lyrical importance has shifted in a different way. And also pop music has just kind of, despite the amount of people that still fucking listen to a lot of this shit, is still, it's still somewhat relevant, but it's kind of yeah. irre- I, I, irrelevant. But I mean, even, you know, not, you know, not a huge fan of pop music, no, but there was always, you know, I could always find something inside of pop music that, that I liked, but yeah. now it's tough, yeah. you know, now it's really tough. Cause it's just become so over hyper sexualized and well, I don't know. And it just, I don't know. It just seems very shallow. I, mean, I know pop music's shallow. always been shallow, Yeah, but this you is, know. you know, but I, like even like now it's just like, like mucking around in the mud, you know, it's not even, there's not even like a shallow water there. I think, uh, I mean, music is always supposed to have been edgy, and that's that's not really going to stop as it progresses. And it's right, right. The shallowness, I think, has increased, although it's been on track for a while because you know, pop music's kind of fucking shallow. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a little both, too. I think you're saying, like, yeah, maybe there's pieces of, you're like, you know what? I don't really like this artist, but this one song is good. It's good. Or, you know, or I like this one hit wonder song. Yeah. You know? And then also, like, the, Pop music genres now have pop to have music. to compete with uh, talk about. Well, they have, to, <laughs> they have to compete with the fact that you know people can get online and just show their own music and kind of get right. a following that. So it's not so regulated as it was before. So now you know pop right. culture has to now compete with more people because they don't have to be filtered through them. Like now right. this is good. Right. This I mean, they just the put their stuff up on YouTube, but I still think they, it. Yeah, but I still think there's just that disconjointed. You know. Is, musician yeah. to to band to writer to engineer you know there there's there's magic made in the studio you know when they're all together yeah you know there's people sitting there going you know what maybe we should move that part to here 
or I work this out just to, you know, here, check this out, you know, and that improvisation inside the studio and where they are now, they just sit at home. I feel like they just like just passing tracks to each other. And I'm sure there's a fair bit you know, of that, but you know, it's electronic music is, you know, well, it can be one, it can one, be person. one person. I totally understand that, that. does the whole thing. Of, right. You know, right. it's all those same things, but it's just one. But I get that, person. but I get that, you know, yeah. I understand that's a DJ, you know, yeah, he's taken, you know, just songs and reinterpreted them. He's kind of like a usually, modern. They usually make of... great producers, like Dr. Dre made a great producer because he was a DJ. Sounds like a modern you know? version of having your own little orchestra. Because I mean, you you, know, you put in all the different sounds and you layer stuff, and then oh, like, yeah. you go through it and you're like, you know what, this is missing something. Then you got to right. figure out like, oh, what if I had this? Right. And then maybe I have this build up here and. Yeah, um, I, I totally know. get it. I, I mean, there's plenty of house music and, you know, but electronic uh, music that I do like. But the thing is, like, so, okay, so that part, like, I get it, too, and I, I like that a lot. But, yeah, lyrically, I mean, it's all, it's mostly yeah. heavily instrumental. Some of them have lyrics. Most yeah, of them I would say, like, um, a band that I, the, a new a new band, a newer band, mm-hmm. most recent would be Tame Impala. They have some pretty, they have some really good music. And, yeah. And some good lyrics too, you know. I mean, you can tell that it's and it's really well produced, yeah, and um, and arranged. The, the guy who arranges, whoever's arranging that, is fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there, there. But there's, there's music out there, you know. I, I've talked to my daughters, and then <laughs> they, they kind of they they lean towards what I like and things like that too. But they also still, you know, they know that I'm open. So yeah, I was, you know before Christmas, my daughter called me. And so it's like, she was with a friend, her friend, Sean, and they're like, and they said, well, we want to call and ask you a couple music questions, dad. And I'm like, all, all right. And Sean was like, you know, if, you know, what, what, what would you, what, you know, what's your, what's, what's your favorite genre of heavy metal? And I was like, well, I mean, I was like, I like all heavy metal. It's like, I'm not really that much into, <laughs> not, too picky, yeah. not too picky, but I mean, it's like, I don't really like uh, Swedish death metal. Those guys seem to take yeah. that shit pretty serious, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, but I was like, you know, there's plenty of, you know, metal. I was like, you know, could go back to the beginnings of Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, yeah. all that. Place to start. And I was like, but then, you know, you have, you know, different branches of, of what could be construed as metal or hard rock, but I didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, I mean, there's some, you know, music nowadays that is kind of it's hard to describe it and whether or not it's hard rock or just metal like i would consider it more hard rock but maybe right. by today's standards it'd be considered more more metal right I mean, I don't well there's definitely a lot of metal influence yeah yeah i so mean i think you know you know my wife she loves shine down there's some good shine down songs out yeah, there you know, and i've seen them live and they put on a hell of a good show but they have a very heavy kind of you know uh-oh. sound you know speaking of which every catering job you, you do for a wedding enjoy hearing simple man yeah version. <laughs> you're gonna get sick of that song yeah. real quick <laughs> it's a good song too oh well, well, about the great. thousandth time you hear it yeah well, yeah i mean i had to live through it it's kind of singing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> very popular on the classic rock station i mean it's the go-to it's a good uh, song, song yeah, it's a good one so it's just a simple Mario. yeah yeah, but um, but I still think there's just some kind of connection from, I guess, the artist or the band to to the listener, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know where they have to go out and promote. You go see, you go like you hear them on the local radio station, you know, because they're in town and promoting the show or or going to record to do stores that. and doing record record store signings and things like that. You know, they just yeah. 
now you so I think feel like now you just now you just go go to the pay your ticket get uh, get annually searched yep. um, padded down behind a barricade everything's very orderly you know and like the good old days back when I first started going to concert it was just like general mission general mission meant the floor yeah and now they sell the floor building at this time and now they sell the floor now you get floor seats yeah like, yeah they're like the premium they're the, the premium seats now yeah. and you know i remember just like going to dayton hair arena and the doors open man and yeah general mission man you went straight for the stage oh, yeah. <laughs> you wanted to get as close as possible then they, then wherever you figured out you know then you just start working your way through the okay. crowd you know see i would always get greedy looking, at, looking for the hole <laughs> i would always get greedy i would go straight for the bar grab my drinks and do the awkward like kind of walk through the crowd yeah, and like, over oh. the course of the next two to three songs i'll make my way up there yeah. just slowly like one person at a time <laughs> but um like i said there, i just feel like there's like a connection missing i guess between like you said the listener and the musician and even just like the musicians themselves well the um i guess one of the little these things. are just opinions you know no, there's I great know. musicians out there and there's plenty of bands that make you know i know there's bands out there doing shit it, that's it's good not, it's not the big show that it that it was right in the, in the past because people don't have to be at the physical location as much anymore it's more of a, a choice now that it's like hey if you want to see this band they're in town you know this week this week only like here you and now it's like well if i missed them i can catch the live stream of it or yeah but it's never it. the same it's not but you yeah. You at least have a have an option, but there's um, that's the good thing about around here, the places like Marathon Music Works. Yeah, you like have a, a lot of great venues in this town. The Exit Inn and yeah, um, Exit Inn's good. Third too. and Lindsley, um, some of your smaller venues. Uh, well, we're, we're we're losing the 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 Mercy Lounge and the Cannery Row. I guess they sold that property and oh really? I guess by the spring they're going to be out of there and it's oh. going to be gone. So oh. that's uh, that's like an icon in this town that yeah. we're losing. You know? Yeah. Shit. Wonder what the fuck. Happened. Of course, you have the Ryman, which is a yep. fucking amazing place Ryman's to see a show. Good. There's that new theater. Was it the uh, Ascend, the Ascend yeah. is the the amphitheater? Thank God for the flood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a, we got an amphitheater out of it yeah <laughs> like, well, then you got... can wait till that floods just yeah. like have your uh bring your tubes with you and that won't it'll be like the travis scott concert only more positive it just it won't stop playing everybody's tube and it's yeah. great and then you get sucked down the river and you're like oh yeah. that's not good but there's some newer cold. but there's some newer venues that opened up downtown like um bowie's which is um they tried it. They're a rock venue. Mm-hmm. And then I went over this place over by the sound. And I guess that's what the thing I could figure. Um, over when saw Sebastian Bach over oh. at uh, the Brooklyn Bowl, <laughs> which was a cool venue. You, you, you got the bowl, see a show. You could yeah. eat, bowl, see a show. That's cool. You know, and then like the lanes were right there, right there by the stage. You know, like you just, they're, they're just right over there. But I mean, once the show started, you couldn't hear anybody bowling. You know? No, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe not. in between when it got a little quiet, you hear a little "Ooh, turkey." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Market <Yeah>. zero. <laughs> no, no, it was fun. But I, I saw Sebastian Bach. Um, well, he still hits his notes, and Hell yeah, he was fun. He was fun. You know, I'm not like a huge Skid Row fan, or well, but it was a good was show. Yeah, no, um, he did actually. They did the. Uh, Slave to the Grind record in its entirety, which is a good, really good, actually, probably my favorite Skid Row record. It's pretty rough and hard. Yeah, that's a good stuff. And then, um, and then in between, he played, of course, the hits from Skid Row. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fun, and he was funny and laughed, you know, and had a good time. 
I can tell he's got a sense of humor. Yeah. He was on fucking Trailer Park. He Boys. was on Trailer Park like, Boys. Yeah. And he did that. He did, he did that show with uh, John Rich called uh, Going Country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with D. Snyder and him. And I think um, maybe Scott Ian, I think. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, shit. But uh, there was, yeah, me neither. But I just remember going, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Michaels. Oh, Brett Michaels oh, was Brett, on it. Okay, I think Brett yeah. Michaels was on it, too. But no, like some of the venues around here, like it, it's cool. I've done, I've been to Exit End, but like, uh, like Marathon specifically. I've Marathon, been I've been to most. Marathon. I saw Clutch there; they were great. Yeah, I've seen like the most shows there, and that's the closest I've been. Because any other concert you go other places, you don't get to get like that close to the people playing. True. Yeah. In Marathon, you can basically like walk up, and they're like six feet away from you, and you're like, yeah. oh shit, this is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I saw Clutch there. It was it's a good venue too. It's a you know that whole that whole area is kind of cool over there. Yeah, old car factory actually. Yep, Marathon Motor Works. Yep. And then uh, what was it American Pickers are in that? Yeah, the Pickers. Uh, I think Mike Wolf has a story. I think he owns the store inside of uh, mm-hmm. inside the Marathon building. So if you need some overpriced junk, just head on over there. <laughs> <laughs> I met Mike Wolf once. He was actually a pretty laid back kind of guy. See, he's the uh, the tall guy. He's right? a tall, skinny yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, dark hair. Not yeah, Frank. I heard not he was, Frank. He was pretty. Oh, he's yeah. pretty cool. He came in. Uh, I was working at this restaurant over in um, in Franklin, and and we're just kind of getting right open. We're gonna have a party in one of the private rooms, and mm-hmm. we see this guy driving up in like in an old Model A. You know, I'm like, that's oh, nice. completely <laughs> restored, and it's just looking. I'm like, holy shit, that looks that's nice. And who gets out? Mike Wolf, <laughs> and the bartender. He's like, he's like, that's Mike Wolf. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense why he's got that car then. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I must have just scooped it up out of a barn. But that was that. He was, I guess, the party, you know. So yeah. <laughs> they went back into the private room and ate. And then it was kind of slow that night except for that party. And I was talking. I was out front talking to some people. And, and I was standing over by the bar talking to the bartender. And then you have to go past the bar to get to the bathroom. And Mike Wolf comes around and. And we're standing there, and I'm like, "Hey, man!" I was like, "That's a, I was like, "That's a beautiful car." <laughs> I was like, "What?" You, I was like, "Is that a Model T?" And he goes, oh, "It's a Model A." And I was like, "Oh no, shit, man!" I was like, "That's fucking nice." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "He goes, this is the furthest I've drove it." Yeah. He goes, "I just got it out of like the shop like about two weeks ago," and he goes, "And this is the longest ride it's been on." <laughs> but yeah, real friendly, so. Yeah, he's probably not taking it on. 65. I mean, he's been dealing. He's been yeah. dealing with some weird ass people over his life, yeah. crawling through those barns. You know, people, giant spiders, giant spiders getting bit, falling off shit. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's probably goes, like middle of nowhere in like some town that has like 300 people in Alabama. They're like, oh, we're gonna go wander through this old guy's barn. Like, yeah, what the real question is: How many barns have you fell through? Yeah, <laughs> you know, or floors? Yeah, you just you want to. That sounds painful, but you want to catch a rafter because you don't want to go all the way through. <laughs> or just ended up at somebody's somebody's house that were just hoarders. <laughs> you know, oh, you yeah. walk in and it's Seen just gross, episodes, you know? Yeah, where you got boxes and boxes and stuff. But you're lucky if it's in boxes. Hopefully yeah. it's in boxes. Or it's just fucking gross. I don't, I, they never showed any like disgusting place they went to. I'm yeah, sure as as time progressed, the they've got, is for. They got uh, more savvy about their choices. <laughs> Well, at that point, you can afford it. You know, you're you can kind of pick and choose. You don't have to just yeah. go walk through every tumbling barn you can find. 
Well, that, I mean, that's what they usually did. They just used like a lot of the show was them just on the road, yeah, looking looking for places, yeah. or they'd have like what a destination to go to, but then they would just drive and like, oh, let's oh, that looks stuff, pretty yeah. interesting, you know, go over there and see what this guy's got. Yeah, I've got a few like family members and friends that are still into the whole, you know, like picking and finding antiques and going to different places, and you can still find stuff, um, you know, especially down south. I think the north, oh, yeah, there's is, um well picked out yeah the the barns are full of them down here yeah i don't know there's still a lot of cool stuff to find now, this is my my great great grandpappy's tobacco <laughs> barn and we just started loading it up with junk <laughs> pappy we gotta Can- name the town <laughs> but uh yeah we just started loading it up with junk and yeah it's like the clamp keeping it away from the revenueers you know <laughs> hmm. Tax man out. Keep that tax man out. Every now and then I take a few few pieces and, you know, brew a little moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of people coming out with shotguns going, you go on, get. You go on. You ain't welcome around here, boy. You stay away from your sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's mine. I'm like, She's God damn it. I hate this <laughs> Uncle Joe, no! <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Brandine, your dad, Uncle's going to be really mad about this. How does that work? How does that translate? I don't know. Need to get your own Rosetta Stone. Yeah, just places. The tree just grows right up. Here. It's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's just no branches, just straight up. It looks up. like the Festivus tree. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stainless steel pole. <laughs> Festivus for the rest Festivus. of us. That's yeah. right. I didn't have much of a festivus. No, just I, I missed it. I didn't Christmas. even think about it. It was the 23rd, yeah. actually. That's the day. You didn't have the feats of strength. We did not have feats of strength. <laughs> I, we may have aired some grievances. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a standard holiday yeah, tradition. That's, you always that's have the, to air like, up 31. Yeah, that's always there. The, talk about the thing that happened when you guys were like 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still mad at you. <sighs> Sorry, I broke the ladder on your Tonka truck. (laughs) (laughs) Is things better now? Oh, no. You know how much that thing would be worth right now if I still had it? (laughs) No, you broke the ladder. (laughs) This ends with see you next year. Yeah. How about about we drink a little more? (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, well... Homer Simpson said it best, like alcohol, the cause of and to sol- and the solution to all of life's problems. problems. Yep. <laughs> Beer. Is there nothing you can't do? So <laughs> turns you from an American to an American. That's right. Get a can of fucking right. Budweiser in you. But all in all, I guess my Christmas was pretty decent around here at yeah. family town. You went up up north and yeah. hung out with the family, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Flights up, uh, not too bad. Was, there's no direct flights anymore. No, um, they've, there's too much. Not unless you pay like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Now I can get a private plane at that. I think I just fucking find somebody. I think oh, I know why you person, get a direct flight. I know one person that has a Cessna, and I can go bounce around and almost die flying up there with that thing because the winds are a little right. strong. So we can only get up to about twelve hundred a day. You're gonna want to stay below <laughs> the cloud layer. Like I'd rather be like five thousand feet up than trying to like make our work our way through whatever windy bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's uh it wasn't too bad going up. I mean it was 
normal temperature around there. It's in the 20s. It was kind of cold when first landed. And next day, they had some of that wet, like right. sleet, sort of wet snow shit. Because it was in like the lows, like 32. When it was, yeah, it was the weather was kind of shitty. So it was slip sliding around, going in between my dad's place and my mom's place. And then uh, in the morning, kind of slowed down, cleared up. Sun came out and then stayed in the 30s. Supposed to get up in the 40s up there, which for the end of December is pretty fucking warm. Like, it's normally like, well, it's going to be 17 today. Not too bad. Oh, no, it's it's heating up out there. Yeah, it's, no, it's going to be in the 30s, even the 40s. Like, oh, it's like almost fucking T-shirt weather yeah. out there. Now, for me, I was like, now it's like I used to like the cold and be like that. Now I'm just, I'm a bitch up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I want to go stand next to the fire. Fuck this. And yeah. go out back and shoot for a little Who bit. Who wants to be out here? It's freezing. And I was like, oh, let me show you this new rifle again and go out back shooting for a little while. And then, like, you know, 10 minutes in, and I'm like, yeah, this is fun, but I'm cold. I want to go back inside. Yeah. I can't put enough clothes on. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just—I don't know—I got that southern blood now. I yeah, guess it's been thinned out. In there. It's been thinned out. It's yeah, not thick. Well, thinned it out with alcohol, maybe you know. <laughs> other, other times it, it maybe I would have been better suited for it, but even then, it's, yeah, it's, I still drink a lot up there. It's just you get you get acclimated to things. Your body adapts to stuff, and when you're living up there, your body just kinds of kind of accepts it too. It's like. So it's also like, I know I'm only going to be up there for a couple days. So my body's like, what the fuck are you doing outside? <laughs> what the hell? Why is it so cold here? You know, this isn't necessary, right? We were just warm a second ago. Yeah, we could have <laughs> stayed in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the weather, it's 70 it's, fucking it's, degrees uh, down 75 there. 75 degrees <laughs> and sunny and warm it's in like Tennessee. It's like Phoenix weather. It's like some of that Christmas spring, yeah, get... spring mist. <laughs> Christmas in Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, watch out sounds for the like cartels. A, sounds like a dirty trailer. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, that, that's a valued property down there. You leave them alone <laughs> with their unnecessary shootings and their crazy cartels and meth heads. And really just like Phoenix, even even Phoenix had like, they were brown, but they had some mountains. You know, down there, it's, right. just, it's raising Arizona. Yeah, it's just sagebrush and yeah. dirt. It's just Nicholas Cage <laughs> skidding through the aisles with a thing of toilet paper and diapers underneath his arms, just running out of a store. And, and a pantyhose on his head. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got pantyhose on your head, son. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. Oh, ah, shit, shit, that's the wrong oh, movie. Watch oh. that over Christmas, though. <laughs> you know, for all the shit that Nicholas Cage gets, he he, uh, he did some pretty good there were some fun ones that he did, you know. Yeah. Uh, definitely raising Arizona would was, raising was, Arizona was great. Was <laughs> awesome. He did one with um with where he thought he was turning into a vampire. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, that was actually pretty funny. Um, I like Con Air. Con Air is great. So, like, I, <laughs> I mean, he got shit on, and it, and it's just a you know. We know it's a, it's an action movie. It is. We know exactly what's what you're action Hollywood movie, action yeah. movie. Lots of explosions. Mm-hmm ragtag bunch of people we're gonna move all these fucking dangerous prisoners yep. in the same plane on the same day including, <laughs> including sir dave chappelle and <laughs> sir dave chappelle he was in that fucking movie yeah. it's so funny because <laughs> he's still he's still funny as shit even back then but you look at him like oh man he was so young in that oh man robin robin hood men in tights is the first thing i ever saw dave chappelle in oh god he was also a funny he was movie. yeah <laughs> and i guess um he said, Mel, he said, he goes, I would, he goes, I was just doing stand up, you know, and that barely, barely making it. And he goes, and all of a sudden I get this phone call from agents and uh, should go try out for the Mel Brooks movie or something. Hell yeah, man. And there he is, you know, <laughs> like, and there I am. 
He goes, but if you remember, I didn't do a whole lot of stuff <laughs> in between that. He said, a lot of stand-up. That's when he really built a stand-up I'm career. Sure, like, first, you, you know, know. Like, kind of picked it up. was like, oh, shit, these crackers wrote me. Yeah. They <laughs> hired me. And then he did the black guy. Now he did the black guy. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, I get friends that are, like, similar age to me. So, like, you know, when, once in a while when we'll hang out, like, I'll kind of want to and say, we'll kind of want to, I kind of want to sit down and watch, like, movies from, like, my childhood, so, like, 80s and 90s movies. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so we watched the last time we watched Twister and we watched Con Air <laughs> and like Con Air. So, like, you know, all the effects and like the general premise, like all that holds up the dialogue, like is not as cool as I remember it was. Cause right. I remember all the dialogue being really cool when right. I was younger. But, yeah. you know, it's still like it was still a really good movie. And the right. cast is fucking crazy. You had John Malkovich. Right. Yeah. Danny Trejo was in Danny it. Trejo. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Nicolas Cage, of course. Nicolas uh, Cage. Dish, Dave Chappelle. Um, we had, uh, oh, God, there was somebody. Oh, wasn't Steve Buscemi in it? He was. He played yeah. the, uh, the extra creepy fucking Silence <laughs> of the Lambs guy. Style, yeah. Um, and then um, I forget who were the hacks. Who were the guards on that plane? There were some like famous people who were like the guards. Well, there's a uh, the DA. There was a oh, uh, the guy who played one of the agents. He was really big, yeah. and I can't believe I can't remember his fucking because he was he was in was it uh, John Cusack? Uh, John Cusack. He was in. Yeah, it. that's yeah. right. He was that's huge right. then. He was, yeah, he was big. And then there was um the guy. He was in Drive. He played one of the monster guys. He does a lot of voice acting. Fucking a. He played one of the agents too that had yeah. the Corvette. Hmm. Um, that was his car, and I can't remember his fucking name, and that's gonna bother me. Right. But you know, there's, but you know, it's for what it was. It was a good movie. Like, oh yeah, I enjoyed it. You know. And then Twister, honestly, like, <laughs> still holds up. There's one or two computer generated yeah. scenes where you look at it and you're like. That was way cooler in the theaters. Yeah, but like even the tornado, the even the tornado itself, like yeah. now I'm scared. Like, yeah, I saw it, I saw it in I saw it in the uh, in the theater and it, yeah, was, it, it fucking was fucking loud. It was, <laughs> like seeing that in the <laughs> theater, I remember just like yeah. just like the theater shaking. Dude, even watching it now, that tornado, even though it's computer generated yeah. and stuff, it still looks about as good as you could you could imagine you could do it now because it's like there's. There's only so real you can make it because even seeing them on video and stuff, you look at it and it's real and you go, that doesn't look real. So when you see yeah. one that kind of doesn't look real, you're like, that looks real. That because looks that real. Because <laughs> it almost doesn't look real. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, Helen it, Hunt and fucking Bill Paxton. Oh yeah, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah. Bill Pullman was in, uh, he was in Independence a, Day. And Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bill Paxton. Um, yeah, he yeah, did die. He didn't did he? die. Um, he was the... Uh, um, he was Chet in uh, Weird Science. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I think it was. Is actually his first movie. Like he'd been done. Like uh, he was doing like stage acting, and they ended up getting that gig. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what led to all these people moving to Los Angeles. So I think if they just you know, like oh, I'm a server at a restaurant, but if I have my my headshot and the screenplay I wrote handy. And when I see one of these celebrities, I'm going to pass it off to him and do a little, do a little De Niro for him. Yeah. (laughs) Do my scene. Hey, how about you? Like, all right, get the fuck out of here. We're trying to eat. Okay. (laughs) You just bring us some sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I don't know. Some of those old movies are still older. That's not even that old. Uh, They still hold up. I still love Die Hard. That first Die Hard is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So do you think 
I do you think that's a Christmas movie or not? Uh, it's a Christmas movie, but you can watch it whenever. Yeah. I mean, it was released like in in the, in the summer. It's kind of a like thing when it was like yeah. became a tradition to watch around Christmas. Right. Yeah. It's, but yeah, when it was released, it was like it was like a summer movie. Yeah, it was. It was in July. Or yeah, it was like yeah. June or July they released that movie. Yeah. But we're like it's a Christmas movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, and then, you know, then. But it just morphed into it. It just morphed into it because people were like, well, we should watch Die Hard. It happened on Christmas. Yep. <laughs> and there you have it. So then Hans Gruber pulls out the uh, Nakatomi Tower. Alan Rickman. <laughs> this is Alan Rickman. Remember to pull the roast oh, yeah. out of the freezer. <laughs> like a, like family guy made fun of him. Yeah. He's like leaving himself messages just, on the answering machine. Oh, oh. <laughs> Remember to take the pork chops, chops from the freezer, freezer and move them to, to the, the refrigerator. refrigerator. <laughs> Don't disappoint me. <laughs> Hello, Alan Rickman. Hello, it's this me. is it's me, Alan Rickman. <laughs> yeah, but they, very smart. <laughs> they did multiple diehard fucking character references though, because then they also had a uh, Jeremy Irons cereal. Oh yeah, Jeremy <laughs> Irons cereal. <laughs> He sings it as a toy in the bottom. He is a very Werner Hozog type of character. Jeremy Irons in the third Die Hard. He was the German bad guy. English speaking Germans. Yeah. 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 So, well, we're getting ready to roll out of here. We've been up on 30 minutes. We will be back. Little M for you pop music. <laughs> <laughs>